Hello, welcome back to ASMR Tips series. And today's episode, we're going to talk about equipment. I will first talk about my microphone setups, specifically from the earliest ones purchased up until the latest ones. And then we'll do the same with cameras, earliest to the latest ones. I will do my best to explain the usage of each one and necessity of each one to you. But honestly, it is a choice, it's a preference that you could keep in mind for yourself and make a better choice yourself too, okay? So, let's begin. When you're starting off, you most likely will need to have some kind of budget for your first equipment. If you don't, you can always start Patron or PayPal in the beginning and just start recording with your cell phone. My first equipment was um, iPhone 3, I think. And I've recorded my first, I think, five months or six months of videos with just my cell phone. There was no external audio, no external video. Just would place it like this and I would just record away until I had a perfect shot. So that is to tell you that sometimes the worst quality is a great beginning because it also teaches you how to be better with the, with not so great equipment. You can also use different um, headphones nowadays that have microphone in them and just do uh, use it as a microphone speaker in a way. A lot of people actually enjoy this lo-fi quality for over any other professional microphones or just higher grade microphones. So lo-fi is definitely a great niche to start with at all times. Okay. My very first mic, however, was this one. It was a level year. I recorded my first um, role plays with it as well as um, like Russian teacher role plays and uh, towel folding videos I've recorded on this one had to buy this um, adapter so I could use it with my video camera that I will show you later and I remember it wouldn't stay so I had to tape it every time to the camera <laughs> I would get even audio without any hissing. So that was my very first mic. I bought it for $10 on eBay. I haven't used it for years now. <laughs> then my second purchase was the two-channel microphone. And that's when I started doing ear-to-ear -ear audio recordings. This is the microphone I recorded Oh, such a good ASMR video with, and the first hairstylist. This the one. The two, I should say. You can see it's a two-channel microphone. I had to put tape on the left one, so I know which one's the left one. <laughs> and in the same way as the lavalier, 
I would need to plug it into my camera directly tape it as well so that it would stay there but that's what gave me an option to create ear-to-ear -ear or 3D sound or preneural effect and um, SMR kind of took off from there for me and this was a blessing so these little fellas are the quality that you hear in oh such a good ASMR video which some people still think is great so that's just to tell you that sometimes cheap mics will work just as good for the beginning okay then my next purchase was this zoom microphone and it's an um, H4N recorder I later purchased a second one because I needed to have four channels uh, for my audios sometimes now um, H4N is a great beginner microphone it's not as expensive it is a little bit expensive however but it's great because you already have the microphone right here and you can twist them so you can do 90 degree or 120 degree stereo and it helps you with role plays and in the beginning that was just perfect all I had to do is set it up to 48,000 fandom power so that I could power up some microphones so that's when I purchased my other microphone which was this lavalier which I still use up until this day it's by Audio Technica and I find its sound to be very warm and um, it picks up my, my specific voice in the best possible way so every time you see this microphone is what you hear so in my latest folding videos and cooking videos some of the voiceovers I've done on this one as well for example voiceover for um, adventures in the national parks so Yosemite was voiced over on this microphone I would just put a pencil right here clip it onto a pencil and just sit like this and speak into it I love the warmth of this one it's about $120 so it's also not as bad honestly it comes with a little recorder box that doesn't actually record it's just a receiver box that you still have to plug into the, um, your recorder itself or amplifier whatever you use this one is still my favorite lavalier mic because of its again subtle warmth I guess I guess I will say again okay so then after a while I've realized that I need two separate microphones for my production because this style was not really working for me very well because it was so limiting 
it's I have to speak right here and I wanted the recreation of ear distance specifically in the video especially for role plays and such I wanted to lean side to side versus constantly be right in front of the camera so that's when I got my first condenser mics this one was the first ones this one's blue spark and they were great they worked for many years I think I've done some of my best work with these ones um, some of the top role plays that are now very popular they're still popular were before too such as steamy dreamy or aviation video um, what other ones? basically every role play from 2013 I would say up until 2016 was recorded on these little fellas one of them have stopped working so I had to buy an extra one and they came out with the red one instead of orange so I used these uh, on most of my videos at, the, at that time I did not like that they were very wobbly they were quite expensive, they still are very expensive one mic I believe is about $200 so it's quite um, a high price for what you get they did have a noise uh, cancellation button and um, I did enjoy the effect right away of these of me being able to speak up front and back for me it was one of the biggest things in role plays is this effect when you can speak around the person not just ear to ear but where if you whisper into the back of it or speak into the back of it it gives you a real feeling as if somebody is breathing behind your ear I thought it was one of the most interesting effects for some videos and I think still not enough of people are using that so kind of behind, behind you sound I do my best to include that effect as often as I can in my role plays, if you noticed some of the videos just don't make sense to have that in them but I sure hope that more people enjoy this sound so these were my go-to they're still working fine I have one broken one and two mismatched ones uh, they worked great Instead, no problems until I got these ones. Okay, so when I was using Spark microphones, I have found out that the cords that come with them were quite um, cheaply made, as I learned. I have struggled with white noise throughout was always so frustrated with the white noise there are so many different techniques that you can do to cut out white noise so 
one of the first ones is to look at your equipment, obviously. The type of the microphone that you have. Condenser mics like these are great, but they pick up the sound from everywhere. So if you look at the microphone, you can see that it receives the sound from every direction. That means that it's going to pick up that much noise from around you. Number two, lights. If you have high beaming lights or a lot of lights shining on you and your cords are very close to them, they could potentially pick up a lot of hiss because of it. So I always suggest to move away the lights from your cords and from your microphones as much as possible. Number three, use good cords. Now, these specific cables are quite nice. They're about 50 bucks each. They're by Mogami, I think, and it's low noise cables. And what you do, I actually still use these. I have a few pairs of these in case I do different audios. So you would plug them at the bottom of your mic Okay, click it The other end has to go into a recorder so You can use a recorder like this like Zoom, any Zooms, task cans anything you can think of plug them in channel on your recorder and it will be recording your microphone okay that's the basic setup and as far as cords go honestly if you are investing into microphones that need cables like this pin or five pin most of the time it's three pin I would highly recommend getting the top quality microphone cables it will save you so much time and struggle so another tip is to lower down your volume and I've been struggling with that for a very long time but most recorders um, Zoom H1 Again, there's There's so many different recorders that you can get I have my Zoom H6, right? Is it? <laughs> H6 I think it's <laughs> I think it's H6 And they all have levelers Where you can lower down your volume Of recording And as a rule of thumb The lower it at, the less noise it will pick up mm, but you will need to have a really good editing software to crank it back up because sometimes it records so quiet that you can barely pick up anything and you have to increase your gain in post-production so high that it becomes just as noisy as if it was on the recorder 
So that is something you will have to work on and practice with and find the level that you like. Right now I'm using um, H6 for my recorder because it has four channels as well as um, the actual top recorder here. From this distance, like this, between these mics, I use it on setting 5 for audio level. If it's a roleplay and I will be leaning closer like this to the microphone, then I would lower it to a number 4. Okay? So. Then other options are plug-in mics for your cameras, especially if you have a DSLR camera. You can plug in microphones like this one, or a less expensive version like this one. I will be honest with you, I regret buying both of them. <laughs> I never knew that they will not be stereo. It never specified anywhere. It showed two channels, but they record the same. So it's not a stereo mic. Which was a big bummer. And so many people were praising Rode, and I spent so much money on this, I don't know how to get rid of it now, because I used it maybe one time for vlogging, and that's about it. Because it's bulky, so you cannot take it with you anywhere. And honestly, um, you can put this zoom on top of your camera and it will work out better. So, I personally suggest not to use boom mics like this or shotgun mics that go above the camera for your smart videos. That's just my personal preference. Okay, so then next level. So, these were my next mics. It's a set of Rode NT5 microphones. Um, some of your favorite ASM artists are using these ones. I do love these a lot. Now, there is a specific setting that I use these usually for. Because... Comparing to microphones like this, which are condenser mics like this, with opening in the back and the front, you can see that the receiver is only up front. You see? It's only this one spot. So all the sound comes only through this entrance. So if you speak to it like this, it does not pick up the sound. It does not pick up the sound. Compared to this mic, where you can speak from every direction and you will have some kind of um, receiver while receiving of the sound. These ones, however, are perfect for sounds videos. All of my sounds videos are recorded on, the, on these mics. 
uh, some of the role plays as well where I need more pointed into one spot direction. These are great for picking up um, good bass. They're very clean and warm sounding. I don't like to use these for a round effect because they really don't do that well. It's really a positioning mic. So when you do, and I'll actually turn this one on now for you so you can listen to it. So when you do a role place like this, right? So you speak like so and you will be losing this audio right here. So it's, it's a little trickier to work with. You could position them closer and it would work possibly better. But again, I would suggest using it for, for sounds videos more because you can actually direct it onto the sound and it will position it closer. So let me give you an example, right? So I'm speaking right now into one of them. It's a mono since all of my mics right now are receiving it in mono. So you can hear how well it picks up if it's up close. And now let's try on the side. So then we get to these big fellas and these are in MK4 condenser mics by Sennheiser and I also have uh, two of them and all of my latest role plays are recorded with these mics. Um, I do love the sound again when you speak around it like this. It will pick it up from every side. I'll turn on this one now. Quite well. 
it is a sharper microphone, so it picks up more of your mouth sounds. But once again, it creates a more natural feel to the audio, I've noticed. When you have two mics like this positioned, and you speak ear to ear, there's much less gap in the sound because it picks up from so many directions here. So I hope some of this makes sense to you. And it doesn't have to be these specific microphones, but just the location of where the sound goes into is a very big deal. And you can actually see how it would be different too, right? So I hope that helps. These mics are incredible. To me personally, they're some of the best ones. I love to use them, but again, they will pick up a lot of sound around, not just your sounds that you want to include, but also other sounds like traffic will be louder, and in your rumbling, you'll be able to hear a little better. most natural pickup of the sound, I think. So, then we have our Zoom microphone. I'll do my best not to ruin my settings here. So, here's an example. I'll try zooming in if I can. So, as I said before, you have your adjustments here four channels, as well as the left and right channel on the top here. So you can use up to six directions for recording. I'll show you more tips with this one when we do our setup, and um, so in the next video I'll show you some tricks with this. to say about this one is pretty great. <laughs> the audio quality is quite nice. As you know, you will have two directional mics here as well, so you can speak side to side. However, you will soon realize that these mics, when they have a mic of two microphones facing in different directions, are very limiting. Again, you cannot walk around and it will not be as separate of an audio as if it's a true ear-to-ear -ear sound. These are more for over-the-top-of-your-head sounds, so they do sound great, but there's very little separation between left and right side. A lot of ground is covered already. I hope I wasn't going on and on about the same thing. So this is our last microphone here, and it's Blue Yeti Pro. I purchased it very recently because I wanted an easier speaking mic that could be also a stereo, and I wanted to do more of surround sounds without the two channels. 
I did enjoy that it was circular. I was a fan for a while of Blue Yeti. The only reason why I was waiting to purchase it and try it out, even though I'm a fan of quality, was that I usually record separately on Zoom. So I never use a computer to record. I usually use amplifier or a recorder like this and then I put it onto my computer and edit in order for me to use Blue Yeti I had to have a computer in the room to, with me at all times so I got excited about this one because it offered XLR cables and my number one suggestion, do not buy it because of XLR option, because it's, it's a ripoff. <laughs> oh yes it is. While this is an amazing microphone as a USB mic, so right now it's recording through the computer. I'll show you. I use this right here. <laughs> I use this little foldable tiny laptop that I have my Vegas Pro on installed so it will record the audio from it. And um, I bought this little tiny laptop a few years ago. It's it was very cheap, very small. It doesn't really work much. Uh, except for maybe in recording. <laughs> so I use it more as a tablet for recording this guy. So, my complaint number one. This specific cord that comes with this Pro version, and the only reason why it's Pro is because it offers you an option to use a 5-pin recorder that you can plug in here and put it into your recorder. So they say. And then once you actually try it, you will be devastated with the quality because it creates the largest, loudest white noise that nothing takes away. Nothing. Uh, nobody's talking about it for some reason. But in chats and private rooms, you will see people speaking about it loudly and clearly. Advertise this mic as a professional one because you can attach it to your amplifier or recorder When in real life you cannot If you do, you can be hit with white noise that sounds like a sound machine standing right next to you It's completely unacceptable Now I've purchased specifically separate micro um, cables Just like these ones, the Y cables and they're much better quality than these ones, so I spend another about $50 on a very good quality cable and it did nothing. It was exactly the same thing. Extreme amount of white noise. So, if I would suggest, don't buy the Pro version unless you know exactly how to fix this problem. And I wasn't able to fix 
close it yet. I would love to, but so far not not so good. <laughs> However, I am crazy about the sound of this. I think it picks up my voice quite nice as well. I like that it balances the audio for you. So if you get clicky or a lot of sharp noises, completely smooths it out just automatically. I love that. You can set it in the back for lower audio level and it will pick up very little noise if you use it as a USB mic. So my suggestion would be either considering um, point, pointing audio quality or just going for one of these is the beginning. It's going to be perfect. The only thing is, again, you have to lean into it like this to speak. <laughs> when these ones do pick up a little bit better overall quality, but as a beginner's mic, Blue Yeti still, I think, would be the winner. So let's move on to the cameras. So when I, um, when I was starting off, uh, after my cell phone recorder, purchased this one and this is um, just a Sony video camera, video recorder, Handycam. It was quite a good quality. I ended up buying a huge battery pack for it <laughs> because I would always run out of battery maybe in the first half hour. And it has basically everything you need. Had a spot for a microphone plugin here. And I would put my lavalier, the very first one mic here. And it would always create a lot of noise and separate. So I would tape it all around like this of swaddle it in place just to completely deaden it <laughs> with things around it. Sometimes I use some foam inserts just to keep it in place without moving since I'm walking around moving this mic. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Same thing was when I was using these um, two channel mics. Same thing I would need to plug it in. And then attach it somehow because this mic jack would always loosen up. <laughs> so there was a lot of takes where I would record a whole video just to come up to the camera, check out the footage, and see that the audio was not recording. It was a bummer. But I have kept this camera. I loved it because it was quite silent. It, it recorded very well for that time, for 2012. <laughs> and um, videos like such a good ASMR video, um, basically the first year and a half or so, were all recorded on this camera. 
functioning properly. So my advice would be, yes, you can get a video camera like this. One great thing about it is going to be quite silent on your mics. Usually these cameras have very silent autofocus, so it will not pick up on the mic. So that was the first camera. Then later, I decided to buy a small compact one. This one was my choice. It was the Samsung... I don't know which one it is, just HD. <laughs> There's not much to it. Uh, it would record only 20 minutes at a time, and there was no flip screen. So I would have to tape a mirror in the back right here. So I could actually see myself in the shot a little bit more, the positioning of myself, as well as see the time, because it would just shut off, and I would never know when it actually stopped. So it would go on and on and on, and the camera was off all the time. <laughs> so that was a little frustrating. <laughs> the thing that I did love about is that it had no autofocus so it was one continuous recording of a video why it was good is that you didn't hear this little buzzing back and forth sound that autofocuses make so this camera served me until 2015 from 2012 <laughs> so that was quite many years so all of the videos were recorded on this little guy and it was the lowest quality <laughs> but I think it created warmth and simplicity to my videos um, it wasn't HD but I guess it was enough for that time then I moved on to uh, bigger guy, which was this one. It's the most popular camera, I think, on YouTube. It's Canon G7X. This specific one is broken, and the video is being recorded on uh, G7X Mark II right now, which I purchased this summer, this past summer, because this one broke down served me for a few years. It was a great camera. Honestly, I loved the sharpness, the brightness of colors. I still think that this is the most vivid picture you will ever receive. It does have a horrible autofocus sound. So when you use these cameras with autofocus, you have to set it up onto their noise cancelling setting with low noise or I would even suggest putting it on manual and then programming uh, the, the depth of your video by yourself maybe to move around back and forth too much you're gonna stay in the same area the distance from the camera Otherwise, you will have to have, again, microphones that are very far away from the camera so they don't pick up the noise. 
something to keep in mind. Other than that, I would always suggest going for these ones. They're perfect. So, then my latest camera, besides of course this new one, I had to buy this new one, is this Canon Rebel T7i. I made a video unboxing it, if you're interested. It's quite a nice camera. It's my number one DSLR camera. I love this one because you can actually attach a mic to it, which I do often. I put zoom right on top and use it as a third microphone. I do love the sharpness, the smoothness, and the quiet autofocus of this camera. Also does quite nice zoom. It has this lens, which is, what is it called? The 18... 18 slash 135mm. So, I don't know what that exactly means. It stands for. It's a macro. Anyway, pretty bad with all the wordings. But it's quite a nice camera to record with. Again, I don't hear too much of the clickiness sound. The colors are a little less vivid. You do get a flip. To get a flip screen, which is nice. I use it a lot. Um, again, it's just a great camera, honestly. Is it a necessity? It is not a necessity. It's more of an improvement that you would want to play with eventually, unless you already have one. That's it. Other than that, you honestly can get away with um, point-and-shoot point cameras very easily. You can honestly get one of these cheaper point-and-shoot cameras and they're gonna be fine. suggest working with audio separately and not relying on the audio from your camera positioning the microphone far away from your camera which we'll get to in our setup video okay now i wanted to talk to you about other things so a lot of people would ask me for sure wouldn't I want to work with amplifiers, which is a recorder in itself, just as a box. They usually cost a couple thousand dollars. A lot of times people ask me, why don't you use more professional equipment, meaning legit recorders uh, that have limiter in them, and maybe I would love to use that one day. There's just something about immaturity of YouTubers that personally attracts me. I love the makeshift uh, creations. 
appreciate studio quality and commercial level. I honestly find myself drawn more to very simple videos with not cleanest audio, with not cleanest video. I think oftentimes we forget that YouTube is not TV production. And don't try to steer clear in the chase of perfection from this simplicity, I guess. And sometimes being naive with your equipment is a best way to showcase your own personality without going full, full, like fully blown high quality production. If you represent uh, a TV station or a network, you probably will go into more professional equipment where everything will be a few thousand dollars. But at the end of the day, I would suggest starting small and simple, slowly building up your knowledge on items, but don't get wrapped up in it. The chase of perfection not there. People come to YouTubers for personality, for unique traits, for something that they can relate to. They don't always want to see cleanest, everything, perfect setups with everything. They want to see real, raw, and that's the beauty of YouTube. Um, it's not to say that you shouldn't strive for perfection and try to better your experience for your viewer, for your listener, but also just don't lose yourself in it. I would say pay more attention to what people want to see from you than the quality what they see. I hope that made sense. Um, another tip, which is more monetarily tip, I guess. Whenever you buy any of your equipment, make sure you keep receipts, either paper receipts or um, start a folder in your email and attach your receipts there for, for your props and because as you go along, most likely you will start um, making money in it. And as soon as uh, you start making some income, you'll need to pay taxes on it. <laughs> and as soon as you make, you know, a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars, you'll need to find an accountant. And the first thing they will tell you that all of your income has to be split into almost half for what you make. And the other half stays away because most likely you will have to pay taxes with it. 
receipts to show that you've been investing into your hobby here so you can pay yourself back for some of this equipment as a necessary expense for growth think enough of people are talking about it, but I think tax write-off is very helpful for you. And there are a lot of tips, but nobody's probably going to give it to you. Most likely you just really need to go to an accountant. And again, my, my tip is just keep all of your receipts. Okay. So, I think that's about it. I rambled on and on and on today, didn't I? But I hope this still was helpful. <laughs> so thank you for sticking around. Thank you for watching.